It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 33, May 19th, 2020. I'm your host, DJ Nikki. Kuehler is here also. We are still, at least in California, well into quarantine, at least for another two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if it was going to last longer, although I, I hope everything gets settled sooner than later. We have a lot to talk about because we had last week off because I wanted to work on some other things and spend my Tuesday doing some other stuff. But we are live at 8 p.m. PST twitch.tv slash stealth shampoo first thing there's some pokemon uh trading card game drama i guess it could be called that came up over the weekend for those of you who don't play any pokemon at all this is it's all wrapped up at this point um but i I wanted to bring it up because it was pretty interesting uh it has nothing to do with pokemon cards actually so if you don't know how to play the game it actually doesn't make any sense at all but the new most famous pokemon player of all time coochie baby 5000 there was a big tournament going on uh last weekend where coochie baby 5000 was participating in and on round five of the tournament meaning he had played four other rounds of the tournament he ran into a uh notable player who had topped a bunch of events. Um, I don't know his exact record, but he's a very big, well-known name, content creator, and dude has his accolades. Um, Coochie Baby 5000 runs into this player at round five. And if you look at how the cards are literally on the board, Coochie Baby 5000 is going to beat this guy, Um, this pro player. He's doing fantastic. There's effectively no way um that the pro player come back and he opened up there's this clip going around this twitch clip he opens up text chat and he says something along the lines of hey i know you're winning he acknowledges the fact that coochie baby 5000 is winning the match but your name is really offensive you've been reported to event staff what happened afterwards was the event staff uh decided to disqualify him from the tournament He was given the win for that round because he legitimately did win that round, but he was disqualified afterwards. And this brought huge controversy to the Pokemon trading card game because the name Coochie Baby 5000 on some people's scales doesn't hit offensive at all. Um, While other people might say Coochie is slang for literally pussy and uh, this is literally a children's card game and they were in the right to DQ him. So there's a whole debate over that. Uh, I think one of the main things that everyone can agree on, though, is that when the pro player said that he was offended by the name as he was losing, that doesn't look good on anyone. It was proven that he did bring it up before the match, but the clip that went viral was the clip of him uh, losing during the match and just being super salty about it. And so what ended up happening was this pro player was inevitably um, released from his content creation organization and uh, Coochie Baby 5000 is being compensated by a lot of people. A lot of members of the community came together to be like, Coochie Baby, I'm going to send you some cards. I'll send you some digital cards. Um, the organization that supported this pro player is giving him, I believe, 36 online booster packs, which is really cool of them. Um, there was a lot of controversy around, hey, you can't just like buy your way out of something like that. Um, but it turned out Coochie Baby 5000 said that his name originated from he was like eight or something like that um, or maybe his brother was eight and it was their minecraft username and it just kind of stuck and uh, there's this whole argument around whether or not it was actually offensive and whether or not like this name should have been changed or allowed in the tournament the problem is that supposedly he had played in a previous tournament with the same name he had gotten through five rounds with the name coochie baby 5000 
and that name was accepted when he signed up to play the card game online and the tournament. Um, and so the tournament organization, Limitless, decided to go back on uh, banning him, and they're going to allow him to play in the next tournament. And all in all, he is uh, coming out of this one of the most beloved people in the Pokemon trading card game community while uh, this pro player just kind of seems like a salty baby for uh, getting really angry at him. There, there were better ways to handle it. So one of the things I want to say, this is how I would have tackled the situation. Um, and I, I, I know this is me recounting the situation in my head. I really wasn't in it. But I'm pretty sure uh, this is how I would have handled a situation like this. First off, I wouldn't have found his name offensive. I would have just played the guy. Um, but second off, if I did find that name to be even a little bit offensive, let's say it was something insane, right? Let's say it was like uh, Maggot Killer 420 or something like that, but it was actually the F-slur, where I pr- I would have absolutely reported him at the beginning of the round, and then regardless of what happens, you know, let him know, like, yo, dude, I'm going to have to report you for that one. I don't know how you got to round five with that name, but um, I absolutely wouldn't have brought it up as I was losing. He just made it look like that he was only mad at him because he was about to take a hard L. And uh, for those of you curious, he actually, uh, the pro player, did actually... Um, his record in the tournament wasn't good enough to go on to day two, so he did uh, not get his wins anyway. But there's there's many uh, better ways to handle it. This is all everyone was talking about on Facebook and, and in Pokemon literal chats. People are asking me about it on my Twitch chat. Uh, it's, it was interesting that it had been handled much better uh, and, and not, not bringing it up um, as a way to try to take your win over someone and ultimately in my opinion is a name that's not even that offensive um and coochie can mean different things in different languages uh and, and can mean can, can be different intensities of being a slang word in different languages so that happened while we were gone the bigger piece of news that i think was a little bit more jesus christ that probably picked up on my microphone kula did you hear that motorcycle just drove by Oh, so clearly. Jesus Christ. That was loud. We're quarantined. I don't joke around when I say, I mean, it's 9.30 p.m. right now, but I don't joke around when I say I hear that fucker at 3 a.m. pass by my house where I'm trying to fall asleep. Oh, I woke, I got woken up last week at like 4.30 in the morning by what sounded like a Formula One car just zooming by my house. It lasted like one second. This guy must have been going like way past 100 too. That was... That is not an uncommon occurrence. My window's not even open, by the way. The doors are all shut. Everything is quiet in here. And that motherfucker needed to rev his motorcycle straight past my house as loudly as possible. And keep in mind, my mother has sometimes vacuumed the house while I was asleep. And I was still asleep. Like, as a child, I could do that. So for a car, even though my window was open, for a car to drive by for, like, a moment so loud that it woke me up was pretty impressive. You don't need to have a vehicle that loud. It is, no, you also don't need to go that fast. The, the road behind me is a 40 mile per hour speed limit. Like, what What, what are you doing? Who, who are you racing down my dumb suburban city's road? Like, who cares? Who cares about your dumbass loud car? I do, because you're ruining my audio. I'm not going to edit it out. Okay, the bigger piece of news that came along this weekend was the Twitch Safety Council. And this caused massive controversy across Twitch Twitter and streamer Twitter. Um, So 
We've criticized Twitch a lot uh, on this podcast in the past when it comes to their decision making on banning people who abuse animals, um, taking action against people who flash their body parts, uh, lots of different crazy shit I've seen over the years on this website and how the bans can be inconsistent. You know, uh, I think it was Tfue who said raccoon. He said coon in reference to a raccoon and he was banned for a month. Uh, Pay Money Wubby was banned for a little bit from uh, Twitch because he was streaming from a restaurant that he had permission to stream from. Twitch is just all over the place with its bans. So in an effort to maybe take a little bit of the heat off or possibly make better decisions if you want to believe in Twitch like that, they have formed the Twitch Safety Council. And the Twitch Safety Council is a council comprised of a lot of different people who are professionals in anti-bullying and online protection and some people who are legitimate streamers and content creators, uh, some people who are just experts in the field. Um, They put together this council of, of quite a few people and one particular person on the council uh, stirred massive controversy for her comments. Um, the first one being, I want to read this actually. Um, I don't want to put any words into her mouth, but her description when they when they premiered the council, the description, uh, Steph's description in particular, rubbed a lot of people, especially competitive gaming Twitter, the wrong way. And it's a Twitch characteristically releasing a new feature and immediately pissing everyone off. Um, but Steph says her fight for inclusivity includes creating a competitive team comprised of entirely marginalized gamers. Nothing wrong with that part. This is the part that's messed up. And she vehemently opposes non-inclusive mechanics such as voice chat. Um, and that of course rubbed competitive gaming Twitter a, a completely the wrong way. I, I don't need to explain to you why calling out hey, there's a guy flanking behind you is an important piece of information. How Twitch has built a lot on esports, League of Legends, 5v5, Rainbow Six. I think Rainbow Six is also 5v5. Um, And all these other games. All the battle royales of squad mode where you have to be talking to each other. So that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, I would be on her side if she was down for banning online multiplayer gaming. Because that is probably the number one biggest stressor in my life. Is playing with stupid people... And war, uh, war zones, absolutely garbage, 12 tick, laggy servers, dumb glitches. If she just wanted to ban online multiplayer gaming, I'd get on top of that. But just banning voice chat, that that could not make things any better. Um, from what I understand, with I actually have a lot of people in the inclusivity um, field. Accessibility, inclusivity, making gaming more accessible to as many people as possible. And one of the key aspects of... Um, one of the things I hear accessibility advocates talk about a lot is they're always trying to do things that always help people but don't hurt people. So, for example, giving options for color blindness or giving large readable subtitles uh, or giving alternative ways to um, you know read your mini map and stuff like that. Those are all options that don't necessarily hurt anyone else like having colorblind mode in call of duty doesn't hurt me i can see every color just perfectly fine i'm a guy with absolutely no colorblindness um, but it might help someone else because you know red green colorblindness is pretty common in males so that could help or it even helps people who aren't disabled um, you can be in a situation where your hearing is completely fine but uh, a loud ass motorcycle drives past your house at 3 a.m all the time and you can't 
hear what the characters in your narrative-driven game are saying. So you throw subtitles on, and now it's helping someone who is completely able-bodied. From my understanding, that's what accessibility is, and, and that's what inclusivity and uh, all that is about. Voice chat, by its very nature, of course, mute people, people who have fucking dumpster trucks driving past their house, or the uh, ever-so-common Call of Duty fucking I-haven't-changed-my-fire-alarm battery. You know, the guys who like don't change their smoke detector for years on, and they just live with it, and they don't hear it anymore. Um, the voice chat absolutely is something that, that some people can't access, whether your microphone is broken or whatever. But I think Apex Legends did a fantastic job. It was groundbreaking, and now every BR game pulls from Apex Legends' ping system and their communication system. Um, and so adding alternative communication systems is better than taking away something that is pretty critical to team-based online multiplayer play, if I were to address this point um, in a you know, semi-debatable and respectable way. Unlike other people on Twitter, um, there've been a lot of people saying that, oh, she, you know, misgendering her. I think she is trans. Uh, Kuehler did verify. By the way, I play Kuehler in defensive position. I am now immune to any uh, allegations that the Early Access podcast is transphobic because Kuehler is here playing the cliffs on the show. I am now immune. That's how it works. We have We all have a black friend. And... That makes me immune from that as well. I'm also Filipino, so I'm not a white guy. Uh, which goes into the next point. She said that um, on her stream, a lot of gamers are white supremacists. Now, the key is a lot of gamers are white supremacists. She didn't say most gamers are white supremacists. That would have been fucking bananas. She said a lot of gamers are white supremacists, which again, rubbed a lot of people the wrong, uh, the wrong way. I... Different people have different perspectives. And uh, maybe she's played I'm, I'm more Call of Duty than I have. Go ahead, Killer. Yeah, I'm online a lot, and I... I, I can't really... You know, I, I, can't, I can't really deny this. Like, at least the, the statement a lot is... There's, there's a lot of them out there. There are a lot of, there are a lot of um, white supremacists out there, for sure. Uh, a, a lot of modern, like, white supremacy is very online and very kind of, like, into online culture and that tends to you know technology nerdiness online tends to uh coordinate a lot with video games so it's just kind of a thing that ends up happening yeah um so that comment uh, rubbed a lot and as far as her comments go that people are talking about that one rubbed me the least wrong um out of all of them i play a lot of call of duty there are a lot of i wouldn't even say there are a lot of white supremacists online there are a lot of fucking racists uh, people probably would have gone on board a lot more if she said, gamers are fucking racist. And then you just hop in a Call of Duty lobby and you're called... I've been called every nationality's uh, derogatory term that you can think of. And so I've learned new ones from playing Call of Duty. Um, But the main thing, and the thing that I probably have the biggest issue with, and I know a lot of people have the biggest issue with, is this insane, like, supervillain speech... And I know the way I'm phrasing it is a little bit biased, but this isn't CNN. I'm not a news organization. I'm, this is my opinion. Uh, Killer, do you have the clip queued up? So, I'm hanging in there, and I'm not going anywhere. I have power. They can't take it away from me. And honestly, you know, I the the these there there are some people that should be afraid of me, um, and that they are. Because I, I represent uh, moderation and diversity and 
plan gonna come for hurtful, harmful people. If you're a really shitty person, I'm gonna stand up against you. Period. And uh, I'm Twitch is endorsing me to do that. So. So. The music in the background, I just realized that. This is the first time I've listened to the clip instead of watching it. Um, the music in the background is a huge contrast to what was it actually is. being... Like, I sort of want like a, like a very minor chord going on there. Well, anyway... It swells, more supervillain music. The, the second half, to be fair, is more just, I think. You know, specifically saying I want bad people. That part, you know, no problem with. Um, a lot of what people were talking about was you shouldn't you shouldn't have this feeling of power in a position of power. You shouldn't go around being like, uh, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, you can't take me down. Like we're here. Um, I think I yeah, ideally the, the good part was like the beginning when it's like yeah. I have power. It can't be taken away from me. The the probably better way to phrase that is that I I understand that I have this ability to. Um, counsel Twitch on some of their policies moving forward. I'm going to do my best to move it in what I believe to be the morally right and ethical uh, decision for the platform to keep everyone safe. I probably should have been on the Twitch fucking safety council. I'm so good with my goddamn words. So, I mean, I mean, Emmett, how long would you have lasted? I've heard the stories of Twitch's. I don't job. even. So, I don't even know if this safety panel is going to do anything because Emmett Shear seemed to directly reply and roll back what she was saying in that clip. Because what Emmett Shear said was council members will not make moderation decisions, nor will they have any access to details on specific moderation cases. They are not Twitch employees and they do not speak on Twitch's behalf. While we value their opinions and their right to share them, they are independent actors who will have opinions that are, aren't shared by either Twitch, Twitch employees, or even other members of the council. Nevertheless, we believe that having diverse viewpoints will make the council and its recommendations stronger and ultimately better for our community. Uh, Emmett Shear, by the way, is like, is he CEO of Twitch? He's, he's super high up at Twitch. Where the, I think he is still. Um, he's super important. He's a super important, cool guy at Twitch, um, which kind of seemed to be like a, a real back um, because of the reaction that people had to the safety council and um, really clarifying their position and what power they have. I mean, it's kind of double edged, yeah, right? He is the CEO. He is the CEO. It, it's kind co-founder. It's kind of double edged because they seem to be purely an advisory position. They're they're not really going to do anything. They're not making moderation decisions. Um, I don't even know if they're voting on moderation decisions. I want to know how this council, if they could, um, would have voted on the, the animal abuse we've seen on the platform. Because if I, if I were king, and now we're getting into fucking dictatorships here, but if I were king, everyone on that council votes for banning sitting on cats on stream. You just do. And if you don't, you're off the council. That is very dictatorship of me. But uh, that I, I could draw a hard line on uh, giving animals like alcohol. Something. Something along the lines of maybe like what she was even saying regarding like there's people who I think should be afraid of me who are bad people. Like I do think that if there was a good safety council, I think somebody who spits vodka into their cat's mouth should be afraid of said council for taking action against them. But mm -hmm. obviously you don't really want to flaunt that power, not because of optics, but because that's just a bad sign of what you'll do with that power. Flaunt yeah, flaunting it is just not the way to go i should really emphasize more of hey i'm gonna i'm gonna use it to a bold statement she's gonna and i'm gonna use my power and influence to stop animal abuse on the platform why don't we have a fucking animal abuse advocate 
on the Twitch Safety Council because they are the most in danger from what I've seen on this platform. Uh, that and like traffic. Because was that was the guy getting hit by the car? Was that on Twitch or was that only on YouTube? I'm actually not sure. Well, anyway, but he's done plenty of things on Twitch that still deserve to be, you know, taken care of. None of the, from what I've seen, and maybe it's just not getting attention. None of the Twitch Safety Council has been like, all right, guys, we've had a lot of problems with, um, for example, how enforcement works for the uh, body painting community, and so. I, they don't have a body painter on the council. Um, that's one of the groups that's like, yo, the, the rules aren't there. We're kind of bordering on nudity. Um, and people are being punished f for completely covering their nipples. Um, no, and it doesn't line up. Like, reaches out to yeah. these communities a little better than maybe the Twitch employees are capable of. Because at least it would be something more of a job since currently we don't really know what they're doing if they are like a moderation team that doesn't moderate. I wonder if the Safety Council also, I'm sure they took this into account. They'll ha we kind of have someone to blame now next time a big, it it'll happen. Give it a week or two. Someone is going to, I don't fucking know, use, uh, use their Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons, feed them their Chihuahua, and uh, kill the Chihuahua or something like that. Like something, watch what I just said. It's like five times worse than that. Um, someone fucking punts their their pug across the room like a football. Or, uh, I don't know. Oh, they kick dogs and shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that happened on YouTube a bunch. People choke their fucking wife on streets. Something is going to happen. I want to see, because this council is so new, what happens with the council, what they what they say about it, how they influence the decision, and what happens the next time something that is just... I don't, I'm not going to like project my ethics and morality on everyone else, but I feel like I have a pretty solid line that everyone can agree with. Like, I'll die on the hill that you shouldn't give your cat vodka, right? I think most people might be projecting a little bit here, but I think most people would agree that certain things are just like, yeah, you should get fucking banned from Twitch for that. And I, I want to see how this council... Uh, helps people out um, and helps the moderation team out in making those decisions that I feel like are just the correct ones. You know, if someone were to um, hit someone with their car live on stream, you know, are they going to get a 30-day suspension or a permaban? My moral compass says permaban. They should get a manslaughter charge, honestly. They should. They, we'll yeah. get into that. <laughs> no, that's legal. That, we're getting into real legal issues here. Um, but yeah, we the Safety Council hasn't been around long enough to have impact one of those big discussions um that we have had on stream plenty of times before and so we'll see how how they they move on uh going forward but the whole the whole power trip thing the, the voice chat thing just there i i could see where you're coming from I, I absolutely um i know plenty of female content creators out there jesus christ can you hear the dog healer the audio in this episode is fucking ruined I swear to yeah, God. Yeah, we can hear the dog. Jesus Christ, the motorcycles, the dogs, the goddamn chainsaw going on next door. Anyway, what was I just talking about? Um, what? I don't remember. I completely lost my train of thought the, there. The safety council. I know, I was talking about the safety council. Oh, let's just see what they do. Let's see if they actually do anything at all or if this was just the news of the week and we'll just all forget about them by next week when someone inevitably... Um, I don't know. Beat someone live who on stream. Else is on this. Who else is on this? I feel like the only one I, I get the full list is Steph. But like, have any other ones have controversies? Have anyone been poking at them? Uh, Co Carnage, I believe, is on the council. 
and everyone seemed to be really happy about that when I was reading the comments. I think I ha- I haven't really I don't know him very well. I think I've met him in person before, but only briefly. Um, it is Alex Holmes, Cup of Noodle, uh, Furiously no, Steph, who is the one everyone's freaked yes. out about, T. L. Taylor, Co Carnage, Emma, Emma Lanso. Oh, there's an accent over though. Um, Doctor Hinduja, uh, Hin Hinduja. There we go. I got that. I got it a second time. And Zizarin are on the safety council. I mean, I will say, as someone who's like in the local politics sphere, having one eccentric, to put it lightly, does not necessarily ruin your entire council if you have one. It is yeah. probably something like I mean, if if she does abuse power, that's obviously something to take care of, but doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to be the only voice in there. I think there's a reason they have multiple people. Yeah. Um, and so there's some there's some other people um, like Co-Carnage that I believe people are putting a lot of faith into. But the whole... Um, how many is it on the panel? Eight people? Um, I feel like... I don't know how they went through that selection process and that reach-out process, but I would have liked to nominate uh, Fire Punch, the long time um, back when i was a professional streamer uh number one mod in this stream the lead mod or cooler i feel only like mod the only mod who's ever done anything uh but i i also would have nominated cooler because you absolutely would have fought for things like um literally banning gaming from twitch that would have been great that'll solve a lot of my stress issues uh probably fixing call of duty servers because that's that's not safe for my blood pressure I, I can't fix Call of Duty servers from a Twitch safety council, but, you know, I could... Maybe I could get the connections to talk to Infinity Ward, and then once I get them on the line, I give you the phone. Hmm. Yeah, so giving me the... I, I have some bad words to say to them. I, I don't think I can keep my yeah, composure exactly. yeah, speaking yeah. to those guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay. I, I don't play Call of Duty. I'm perfectly fine burning the bridge to Infinity Ward. I don't think it's going to hurt me. Oh, um, actually, speaking of other Twitch, and this whole podcast isn't even the early access podcast anymore. It's just me fucking talking about what Twitch has done wrong lately. The Nut Emote, a famous emote um, from Octopimp, um, at Octopimp on Twitter, has been banned. He uh, had this emote back in 2016. What the Nut Emote is, it's literally a button. It's a blue button with the word nut on it. Um, That's it. That's literally it. Oh yeah, and yeah, I remember this. Every, everyone knows, you know the. Everyone, you guys all know the meme. It's the guy fucking pouring sweat, yeah. pushing a napkin yeah. to his forehead, and it's two red buttons, and one of those buttons says "nut." That's what the emote is. No, I, th- I think the nut was a different one. It's like one singular button. Oh no, the, it is a different meme. It's uh, and then the hand. Yeah, it's like and it's it's got like it's got like the uh, like the motion blur. The hand is being blurred out, and they're blur. about to hit yeah. the nut, and then the the yeah, variation. It's a, whole, yeah. it's a it's a it's a mix of memes. It's a mix of the past few years of memes, button hitting, giant <laughs> radial blur. The point is, there's nothing inappropriate about the nut button. It's it's a blue button that says nut on it. There's no there's no fucking balls on it. It's not shaped like a titty. There's no nipple on it. it doesn't look like an ass. Um, and so Octopimp on Twitter, I'm going to read his uh, tweet. The nut button emote, one of the hallmark emotes on my channel, has been deemed too suggestive and was forced to be taken down. I've had this emote for four plus years, and I'm really bummed about this, but I guess those are the rules. Uh, rip nut emote 2016 to 2020. If you go to twitchemotes.com, I'm going to do this live. All right, I'm not going to do this... I saw a picture, but I'm going to do this live. If you go to twitchemos.com and you type gasm, 
into the top emotes. Hit top emotes. I don't know how to navigate this website. I've already fucked up. The Gasm emote is number four. It is the fourth most used. Oh, Kappa has actually gone down to number eight. Back in my day, Kappa was the number one. I don't know what the most... Yeah, Kappa's really gone down. What? I don't see Kappa as much anymore. Top 100 emotes today. What is the top... What is that? Kuler, what is this emote? I'm going to put this... Which emote? The top number one most used emote. What is that? Number two is Total Biscuit. Um, God rest his soul. Number three is Hey Guys. Number four is the Gasm emote. That is a Forsen. Ah, okay. Holy crap. I know nothing about him except he's another Swedish gaming celebrity. And that tells me everything. Well, if you ever go to uh, twitchemotes.com, you can see hundreds, if not thousands of Gasm emotes. Some of them are literally pictures of women orgasming. Like, the fucking mouth open, eyes up with the, you know, like the anime fucking red blush going across your the bridge of your nose. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, 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 now that is much more sexually suggestive, in my humble opinion, than the nut button. Wait, they're probably equivalent, but the Gasm is just the female nut. And they banned the, well, the nut one's, button. One's a face, and the other one's a button. You know. Can I find butt emotes? Do people still have those? And, and, and there's the inevitable thing of like going back to the usual example that this apparently is not worth being on the website at all. But cat vodka mouth is apparently. That is. That will keep you around. That's just a. That's just a slap on the wrist after your like sixth offense. It's taking me a long time to load, but um. I just went to twitchemos.com and I searched butt. And we're going to do a live scroll here. We got a lot of wholesome stuff. We got like cute cats and stuff. Uh, like cat butt. Um, oh, there's butters. All right. This is an emote. Uh, oh my God. I wish I hadn't fucking seen this. I've already made a terrible fucking decision. Holy shit. There's a. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm, I have to say it since I brought it up. There's an emote of Pikachu wearing a pair of short shorts in doggy position with his butt. And I know it's a male Pikachu because of the tail facing directly at the camera. Um, Pikachu's got a fucking big ass. There's Zero Suit Samus's ass. This is just a generic way too big butt in a pair of short shorts. That's not even real. We got some furry content here. I have made a fucking terrible decision. There's a different nut emote. There's a di- it's the blue button that says nut. It's fucking really poorly made, but that's a that's a bear butt. That is not a bear butt as in like a bear's butt, but a literal naked butt. Um so that's on there. I see a couple of orgasm emotes here. There's a dabbing emote that doesn't have to be there's some furry gasm emotes um with the with the red anime blush lines going over the nose um there's don't don't look at twitch emotes this is not okay some of them are worse than i thought holy shit some of them are just poorly made there's some dogs in here. Yeah, there's some, some good wholesome animals. There's some heart emotes. Um, there's a lot of copyright infringement in here. 
Nintendo wouldn't be happy with these uh with these Pokemon emotes if they if they cared about that. Um but there are a lot of actual literal butt emotes. There's uh there's a pair of boxers. Same like a butt. It's a lot of butter. Those are titties. Um that's Widowmaker's butt. I don't play Overwatch very much, but I recognize that. Any anyways. Alright. I've proven my point. Um we have I fucking know. I don't know what the takeaway from the story is. All right. In this week's coronavirus news, we have what is now emerging as its own genre of, um, I guess, coronavirus viral videos. So to set this up, we have a the filmer, a slightly overweight man, overweight. I'm going to say overweight man at Costco. Um, he was shopping. He has a full cart of items. He looks like he's about to check out and a Costco employee stops him and asks him to put on a mask and the following ensues. His weight's not really that relevant. However, he is wearing sunglasses indoors. Hmm. No, that's pretty relevant. I just put you on my 3,000 follower Instagram feed. Mostly Hi, everyone. I work for Costco, and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask. And or... I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're going. So that's the first part. Yeah. Um, so at that point, the uh, Costco employee is pulling his shopping cart away and then walking away, like completely out of sight. Uh, do you have a second part, yeah. Killer? Go ahead. Take this car for me. Sir, have a great Full day. Stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. You need to leave. Thank you very here, much. You put it on. I'll give you my card. He's going to take the card away because he's a pussy little bitch. There he is, walking away with all my stuff. First off, uh, so I don't... Uh, do you actually know what state that took place, Keeler? A lot of places, no um, a lot of states no right now in the quarantine uh, are requiring you to wear a mask. And a lot of companies to go into their facilities are requiring masks. Costco, uh, that particular Costco that man is at, is one of them. Uh, I'm really just kind of... This clip is nothing spectacular. There's like 50 other clips just like it. Um, but the problem right now that America is facing, in case anyone is listening to the Early Access podcast, a long time in the future to see what the Great Recession, Depression, Coronavirus 2020 was like. Uh, this is what it's like. I'm seeing a video like this literally every day. In the news, I don't remember if we talked about this on a previous show, but a uh, a security guard was killed over this. Um, it was, a, I believe, a Dollar Tree or some kind of store like that. A woman came in, was asked to put on a mask. She wouldn't. Uh, the guard said to the cashier like don't serve this woman she left came back with i believe her husband their son or something and literally shot the dude in the head and uh this is the current state of america right now where um a lot of people are crutching on the whole um i have freedom you can't make me wear a mask in public kind of thing which in my opinion unless you have some kind of severe respiratory problem which that's actually what coronavirus targets so Wearing a mask might even be a good thing anyway. Wearing a mask isn't even that big of an inconvenience. It just just cover your nose and mouth and you're all good, bro. It's not it's not asking you to make that great of a sacrifice for the greater being of the population. But one thing that was notable about this uh, particular one was this, his 3,000 followers on Instagram, which leads me to believe that this guy is probably... I, I, I always feel like, and maybe I'm giving people too much credit, 
They're doing this for views. They're doing this to make it go viral. He's doing this because he wants more than 3,000 followers on Instagram. It would not be hard right now for me to go out and be the star, I, uh, though it wouldn't make me look good, of a viral video by going out in public and making an ass of myself in front of Safeway or Walmart or any of those stores. Be like, I'm not going to wear a mask. Fuck you. I live in America. I could generate a viral video right now. Post that up on my Twitter. Be like, everyone look at me. I'm fucking standing up for freedoms. And people are going to toss that around the internet. Call me a dumbass. Give me engagement. Give me notoriety. Um, inevitably, it'll reach some people who agree with me. I'm not saying that I believe in not I believe in wearing a mask. But inevitably, it'll reach people who agree with me. And those people might tack on to uh, join the stupidity train. And that's just what it's like right now. Um not really a lesson to take away from that, but it is just a snapshot in the history of what is happening right now uh, because a lot of people just don't want to wear masks. Uh, people have been going out to beaches, especially in Southern California. I'm hoping that restrictions lift soon because uh, it has been moved to, was it June, Keeler? Do you know? Has it been moved again since the last time I heard? I'm actually not sure. I'm actually not sure at this point because I'm just kind of resigning that it's just not going to be soon. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on that train also, not being surprised if it gets delayed I think again. Like also, like, I think they're starting to, I think maybe it's starting June, they'll start to reopen things. But I yeah. don't think it's going to be fast. And obviously, I'm not exactly going to, like, jump straight into a bar the first day. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. But it's just kind of a snapshot of what's happening right now is there's a lot of resistance going around um, as to, and, and I actually really like, I'm actually going to just steal Drifter's opinion here. I really like the, um, you know, not calling these people dumbasses. They are dumbasses, but there is a reason that they're feeling pain and they don't want to wear a mask and they all want to go to work and they all want to open up and, you know, get businesses going again. It's because some of these people are small business owners who are losing income and they're being legitimately hurt by this and unemployment isn't enough and they still got to pay rent um, and they still got to, you know, eat food and all that stuff and drink well, in that guy's case, probably some kind of uh, fucking alcoholic beverage. Some of these people, some of these people are so insane. Uh, I've seen a couple like drunk or drugged up people running around without masks, harassing stores. Uh, there have been a lot of fun live leak videos going around. But there are a lot of people who are protesting and it's because not because they're I mean, they are dumb to not want to wear masks and, and open up and, you know, potentially bring a second wave of this disease. It's even, that's even worse, but they're doing it because they are feeling the economic pressure of not being able to pay their rent and feed their kids and being cooped up at home, of course, isn't fantastic for your mental state unless you're like me and all you do is play VR all day. So there is a reason that these people are hurting. I sh should be a little more sympathetic to that, even though they are being stupid and not wearing their masks. Um, and the economic recovery here in the U.S. is is lacking. Well, we all got twelve hundred dollars. That, that's that ain't kind shit. of the main point. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think the big point to take away here is like this is a global pandemic. Like, all countries are facing a lot of pressure and a lot of trouble through doing this. But a lot of other countries have been doing a lot more to help their citizens stay home. That's kind of the main point. Is like it's not just telling people to stay home. You have to also help them and support them to stay home. Yeah. And we've kind of not done that. So it's kind of expected that people are 
like like a lot of people have said, like you run out of food or you need to go feed your family and you're getting no help from anyone else. So all you can do is go to your job and then they tell you, you can't go to your job and now you're you're done. And like it's a sad state of affairs, but obviously when the alternative is like infecting people, then the ideal solution would be helping everyone and giving them incentives to keep staying away from each other. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is a completely stolen opinion that I don't know if you stole a killer, but it is an opinion that I stole. Uh, it's a mix of like many things, little, it's a mix of other things I've seen. Like, yeah, a little bit both for me. Like when you look at the countries that have done it the best, like South Korea or something, they've done so with like a large amount of assistance, a large amount of tests, some very like frightening levels of authoritarian levels of tracing, uh, which you know, yeah, you uh, might, app, might not want phone tracing, yeah, yeah, but also like you know. We're all. If you got a Facebook account, how much different is it? Uh, yeah, that that's honestly. that's a whole another debate that needs to be had. Uh, what is it like a stupid, high, stupidly high proportion? Like eighty percent of the population needs to have contact tracing, um, contact tracing apps installed for it to work well enough. Yeah. So, but like everyone's afraid of like the idea. I was like, you mean they're gonna know? Like someone's gonna know where I am at every waking moment of like the time? I was like. People already do. Google already knows exactly and, and where saying, I am. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying you should just accept that, but I'm saying like maybe we should also be thinking of that conversation too. Like, is it is it right that you know the local company over here in in Menlo Park and East Palo Alto actually knows where you are like at all times? Google literally knows. Um, I because I obviously take my phone everywhere. I can track basically anywhere I've been, including like in Japan, on any given day, and like the path that I took. Like, oh, I went down to san jose and i went to the arcade and then i went to like this restaurant it, afterwards on the topic of drifter he, is, he had his video when he was talking about why he rejected facebook streaming as like a service and he kind of went really in depth into the ways that google has like the uh, facebook has the manipulation of data and you know it's, it's very far in it too but the main point being that like a lot of these countries have done a lot more to help their own citizen and have. the united states yeah. really has not in fact we were one of the better ones in california but one state cannot do everything especially because it doesn't give you like incentives for the rest of the uh more federal issues i think so yeah it would be nice if we could all get a little more help here we both are extremely privileged in this situation we're both working still without needing to leave our house we have the money to order things and whatnot I was going to say, that is the number one thing I think we have done. If anyone is listening to this episode like t 10, 20 years in the future, like, what was coronavirus like? I'm going to listen to Grandpa Nicky talk about this shit and complain about video games. This is all he does. It's all he does. He's fucking 80 and he's still complaining about fucking Modern Warfare's 12 tick <laughs> servers. Back in You kids playing Modern Warfare 12 back in my fucking day. We, we had to play it. 200 ping and occasionally yeah, get hope, killed by a hacker. I hope by the time you're 80, we only have Modern Warfare 12. That they would really have like slowed 10 down. Ten games in sixty years. Yeah, that would be. How, how long is it till I? Yeah, that is a long ass time. That's not many modern warfare's. But anyway, I think one of the best things we as Americans have done is pivot to takeout and and making takeout socially acceptable and making buying takeout, um, supporting local businesses and having it be a normal thing. It just we we have done a great job of pivoting our restaurants, getting rid of dine in. Uh, and and delivering food um you have like grubhub like and delivery drivers now. i do miss i do miss some nice stuff i do i do but like we've got the whole system down with like I, I i ordered um food for pickup and i didn't pick it up 
and they had like tamper-proof stickers taped on it. Now, of course, I pulled the sticker out perfectly and I could reseal it perfectly without anyone telling. But there's like special like anti-fucking COVID stickers on there. Like, yeah, your driver didn't open this up and take a fry. When in reality, if you just peeled it open really, really carefully, took out a fry, ate it, put the sticker back on, like no one would be able to tell the difference. If he didn't touch the other ones, you can have it, you know. He's, he's, he's working. He's one being fry. essential. One fry. Yeah. One fry. Yeah. You're doing way more than I'd be doing. I don't use Grubhub, but like still. Yeah. Get the point. Oh, I don't endorse any of those services because they don't sponsor the Earl Access podcast. Uh, but they also are very problematic and also might have like economic destruction looming ahead of them in the coming years. Oh, yeah. People aren't getting paid we're, we're enough. Not, and... uh, we're not that far into like conversation on this podcast we don't go that deep there's a whole problem with uh tipping so if you know you sit down at a restaurant you tip 20 percent, you just leave 20 dollars cash on the table right i've oh, yeah. i have actually guilty of doing this um i will order not tip right away because you know how do you tip you don't know when your food is showed up or not or whatever yeah yeah and then like your food will get here and then you're like all right i'm gonna fucking eat it and watch some black mirror and play some modern warfare you know and then you just oh, forget to tip the guy, you know, because oh. like I'm a millennial. I don't have cash. But like, you know, it's happened before. We're like three days later. I'll just be like, oh, oh, shit, I fucking forgot about that guy. Or there have been times where I've like ordered an Uber and I was rushing to the airport. And so I grab my bags, you know, I finish, you know, finish the trip. It's literally like a five minute drive um, from from a time when I was staying at a place and I had to go to the airport. Call an Uber, get in the Uber grab my bags, sprint. I'm doing like online check-in in my phone so I don't have to go to one of the kiosks. Grab my ticket, get on the plane. I literally got on a plane once, like one minute before I was going to take off. And then I'm obviously phone in airplane mode in the air. Don't tip the guy. And so that's a, that's a big issue that a lot of, uh, a lot of app-based workers are experiencing right now is people just forgetting to tip like me. I'm not trying to be an asshole and save like fucking ten dollars i realize that these people are really working their asses off and uh driving around and it's not a particularly fun job i imagine but also there, there's people like me who it's an honest mistake and then there are i think other people out there who are legitimately like i don't need to tip him i i only saw him for like five seconds you know whereas you know i order from a hotel though you know for room service and i remember to tip the guy because he comes in with the cart he pulls the pulls the little metal part off that keeps your food warm, right? And he's like, "You need napkins or condiments, sir? Just like some wine." I've never actually, ordered room service. Oh, I have, and and they just they also just kind of stand there like and they're chill about it while you like rummage through like, your shit to pull out a twenty. The, I, I grew up in the, we literally like drag a toaster oven into the thing and then make do. Yeah, um, but the, it's a little bit easier to tip those guys because they literally come in and deliver your food, where it's app-based yeah, delivery. It's a little, where, like, little harder. There, you feel that. One time I didn't tip someone because I literally had no money. I literally had just enough to the dollar to afford the food, and I had literally nothing. I was a student at the time. and nothing else to tip them, and I felt legitimately awful because they're right there. And But it's, I guess it's harder when it's only on an app. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, There's not like this moral incentive to go tip them. You could pay it forward in the I future. Guess, you know, like, I guess there's a lot of people who just don't even have that incentive at all. They don't even do it in person. But Just just try to keep ordering from the same place until the same guy comes up and then just tip him twice as much the second time. Just just keep ordering Chinese food until that same guy delivers. There's the Galaxy Brain Answer here on the Early Access Podcast. <laughs> all right. I think we've covered everything. Uh, I'm going to now eject from the Early Access Podcast. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes. 
Relax podcast, discord.gg slash Dojampoo for updates. Dylan and I will see you guys some other time. Oh, and also uh, the, check out the show, twitch.tv slash Dojampoo, 8 p.m. PST, live on twitch.tv slash Dojampoo. That was the last thing I had to say. All right, cut the show. <laughs>